This is your Daily Dose. I'm Nick. What does it take to get on stage and tell jokes? When you put it like that, it sounds kind of easy, but the reality is it's a bit like that old chestnut about how you get to Carnegie Hall. Practice, practice, practice. Did I tell that right? I went to uh, Long Island, and I went to a Long Island Greek wedding. Oh, can I just correct you? Yeah. Yeah. Long Island. Long Island. It's it's G I L A N D Island. I swear I wasn't actually invited to it. It was <laughs> cousins on my aunt's side, and I met them in New York, and I was driving down to Washington and with them, and we were all hanging out, and so they were invited to this wedding. So they asked if I could come. I could come, and this was the first one that I've ever been to that wasn't a typical Greek Orthodox wedding. I didn't even go to an American wedding until later on. But a typical Greek Orthodox wedding for me is two and a half hour ceremony. Like, oh yeah, it's long. Like I've passed out. I was in one and I had to sit down in one because I locked my knees. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was done. And so, and then you go down to the church hall, which is usually right next door and you party all night. And that's, that's what a wedding was to me. So this one was church. And then a 45-minute drive to one of those humongous four-story uh, venues oh, wow. that host the after parties or the, the receptions. Yeah. And so you have multiple weddings going on in this thing. Oh, wow. Oh, and I, then, I don't think I've ever been in one oh where you God, multiple weddings. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Multiple receptions. We were on one floor. They had the appetizer room. And I didn't know this. I didn't know there was a dinner afterwards. I thought this was it. So I'm loading up on food, I'm eating, I'm, you know, I'm eight, what what was I, 20 maybe? Um, And I'm hanging out, this is great. Uh, I wasn't really talking to people, so I was just hanging out with my cousins that I knew. And then we go and sit down for dinner, and I'm like, what is happening? I'm so full. (laughs) I am so full right now. We're eating again? I didn't understand it at all. But wait, no. Did you eat again, though? Did you? Just, oh, of course I ate. <laughs> 20 years old, like, yeah. You're like, I'm going to just pound it in. Oh, my gosh, work I it have out. to, because they're going to be insulted if I do not eat right, again. Right, right. So you got to eat again. Yeah. That's it. Go throw up if you have to. I you do know. not know those people That's now. It. I don't know who they are. That is hilarious. Them. I like how you say yes to these things, though. I think some of your best your best adventures come from that. Oh, yeah. You know, you're just going, all right, yeah, I'll go yeah. to this wedding with you guys. I ran into my friend Elliot Hillis, who is the chef over at Orlando Meats. Oh. Great place. I don't know wonderful. that I've ever eaten in Orlando you, Meats. We should go one day because yeah, it yeah. is insane how good some of the food is and some of the flavor combinations and things they put oh, together. Yeah. And he was telling me, I knew they did, um, uh, there's a comedian locally, uh, her name is Leslie Joe. Yeah. Uh, she does a podcast called Tidbits, which is really good. And she does an open mic there. And so, you know, I, I'd always kind of, a, a comedy, a stand-up right, open okay, mic, yeah. not just a read out of your journal right. <laughs> and poetry and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Although that could be considered comedy Sometimes, in some yeah. cases. And I was like, you know what? I've always been kind of curious about this. I, I, I've been told that I'd be good at it, but I think that's just something cause I, you know, I'm dry and I can tell a story. And but you get flow. Yeah. I, I honestly think doing stand up is a completely different animal because it is, it is rough. Well, it's because of the expectation, right? Yeah. Because people, 
people go expecting that you better make me laugh. Yeah. And that pressure is, it's crushing. Well, and I think that open mic takes a little bit of pressure off. And this happened to be one of the nights where the number of comedians was, in, was double the number of people in the audience. Oh, right. Okay. So I was like, okay, this should be an interesting experience. Maybe I'll just stay for a little bit. I stayed for two hours. I saw every wow. one of the 20 comedians. I talked to Leslie Joe, um, and it was really interesting. Like I would have gone, had I been younger, I would have gone and just made fun and I rolled and all of that stuff. But <laughs> it was really interesting to kind of, uh, dissect like how they were doing, what they were doing, what they were trying to do. Like, were they working on newer material? Were they just trying to, uh, play to the other comedians? Yeah, right. You, like, you saw a rapid succession though, right? Yeah, so you got, five you got minutes a, each. Yeah. That's a, that's a, and that's a big sample. Yeah. to be able to take a look at to be able to look at the empirical data that comes with it that's and diverse but not from a um gender standpoint so mostly only, dudes yeah only one uh girl isn't that only interesting okay feeding into feeding into the whole women aren't funny thing again it's like I- i'm wondering if if women are less likely to step up to uh an open mic because of that perception, because that's unreasonable. There are a lot of funny women in this community. I think, I think it's, uh, it's probably a lot of factors, right? Like one is getting up in front of a group and being judged. Oh yeah. Right. Like, and I think that one of the areas, if you look at toxic fandom, Mm -hmm. um, especially on the sci-fi side or video game side, we've had all sorts of issues with, uh, women, uh, being a part of that or being targeted and doxxed. Um, standup, I think is one of those. Yeah. I think improv is probably way better from a gender equality standpoint, but it probably started out it still as has a really issues. merry or really, uh, male sort of, yeah. uh, leaning, um, or, or, uh, type of thing. We lost a lot of improv theaters during the pandemic, uh, but not due to the pandemic due to, uh, sexual issues, sexual, yeah. uh, discrimination, uh, sexual harassment. Uh, it's still, I mean, I do believe that, that Im- the improv world is more inured to, to inclusion and respect and teamwork than, than standup is, but it, we still have a distance to go. Yeah. And uh, it, it can all get better, but I think standup is really tough from that perspective. Yeah. And I know that Leslie has done a couple of, uh, at least a few shows where it's just female performers and things yeah. of that nature. So it'd be interesting to see that. Um, and figure out how to support that. But just in general, like being there, being the butt of a couple of jokes. <laughs> nice. Because uh, I was, you know, one of the only people there. I was eating at the time when the first guy went up. And so he was like trying to ask me how the food was. And I was like, it's good. Yeah, I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. I have food in my mouth at the time. And the, um, and yeah, there was just a lot of good stories too, like just watching it. Like there was this one kid who brought his uh, mom, dad and brother. And he'd been talking about like how he'd been doing this forever. And then he finally got up there and it was like, he did not know how to tell a story, Oh, but he was confident, which is interesting because it's like, okay, you've got, you got the confidence. Yeah. But you're telling me the story about work, about people. I don't even know. You have not set it up at all. Yeah. And this is, he's, this guy is throwing something and the other guy's trying to catch it. And the, I don't know any of these people, dude, <laughs> make me care. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's kind of funny. It, Cause I think delivery is a thing. Yeah. It's, it, it can be the thing. Actually, you can have a not so great story, extraordinarily well delivered 
and people will get something out of it. Although I, I prefer, I prefer having the richness of the full experience. My daughter is a professional storyteller and she teaches storytelling in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's interesting because when I get a chance to watch her, I watch her do the, um, I watch her do the pitch, do the setup, you know, uh, get them in her hand, build a certain expectation and then give a little whiplash with the funny thing that resulted from it. I mean, it's just, she's really, she's really good. And she's, she's probably better than I am. Uh, Has she done stand up? Uh, no, she, I don't think so. I don't think so, but she's done storytelling on stage in a sure. bunch of different venues. Yeah. Uh, at Dallas comedy house. She, she was there for quite a while. Hi gang. It's Bob. Only my friend Nick could approach United Comedy as a set of empirical data to be parsed out and analyzed for useful information and observations. It doesn't really inspire me to want to visit a comedy club with him anytime soon, but it does make him a pretty fascinating podcast partner, one who, like me, really appreciates listeners like you. Thanks for tuning in, my friend. We'll catch you next time.